Adam 12. Adam 12. Cop Talk America's on the air. Copy. Put me 10-6. I'm tuning into Cop Talk America. Welcome to Cop Talk America, where police discuss the job, answer questions, and respond to law enforcement hot topics around our great nation. With over 100 years combined law enforcement experience, here's your host. Welcome to another episode of Cop Talk America. Uh, we've kind of had a hiatus for much of the summer here between vacations and whatnot, but we are back on the air. It's August, and uh, we're going to have a lot of stories to talk about and get some things going here. But first, as we always do, uh, we got some officers uh, that's been killed in the line of duty in the last few weeks that we just want to mention. Uh, we're going to start uh, kind of close to home for a lot of us here in the Midwest. Uh, Deputy Troy Chisholm of the Fulton County Sheriff's Office here in Illinois shot and killed in the line of duty on June 25th. Also, Detective Luis Alvarez of the New York City Police Department, his end of watch was June 29th. Deputy Sheriff Carlos Ramirez, Kendall County Sheriff's Office in Texas, end of watch July 2nd. Police Officer John Anderson, Metro Nashville PD, end of watch was July 4th. Deputy Sheriff Omar Diaz of the Harris County Sheriff's Office in Texas, end of watch was July 6th. Deputy Sheriff Nicholas Dixon, Hall County Sheriff's Office in Georgia, into watch July 7th. Conservation Officer Shannon Lee Barron, uh, into watch was uh, July 7th, 2019. Sergeant Michael Stephen of the Stone County Sheriff's Office in Arkansas, into watch July 18th. Deputy Sheriff Benjamin Nimitz, Boward County Sheriff's Office in Florida, into watch July 21st. Uh, Police Officer Juan Diaz, Los Angeles. PD into watch July 27th and Correctional Officer Pedro Rodriguez, Puerto Rico Department of Corrections into watch was just this week, August 1st, 2019. Uh, going to start out a story hitting the news right now real heavy, and that's a couple of mass shootings we had in the country over the weekend, one being in Texas and the other one in Ohio. Uh, we don't really have a lot of confirmed information as far as getting up here and giving opinions and what. It, it's still investigations are going on, and we hate to get up here and, and give an opinion of something that proves to be completely wrong a week later. But we will say this, or I will say this, uh, everything we're seeing so far, the police officers did a phenomenal job. It's unfortunate there was uh, quite a bit of loss of life, but there would have been a whole lot more loss of life if it wasn't for the uh, response of the officers. Uh, it was just a few minutes response to get to the Walmart in El Paso, and I believe if I've heard this more than once on the news, it was only about a minute response uh, for them to get to Dayton, and even in that minute, uh, there was uh, nine people killed and, uh, and over almost two dozen injured. I can't imagine what the body count would have been in Dayton if those officers uh, you know, would have taken 10 or 15 minutes to get there or didn't engage once they got there. But just a, a wonderful job um, just shows what law enforcement does every day in this country. And the thing that we'd like to comment on is that uh, our fellow officers, our brothers and sisters in arms, at this point were handed the absolute worst of situations, a critical incident that uh, can go wrong in so many different ways. And at this point, there's nobody second-guessing them. Everybody's going to want to jump on the bandwagon of uh, we support the police and we do this and we do that. Having been in law enforcement for over 30 years, we all know how much hooey most of that is and that they're not really there to support us. But as fellow officers, we want to pass out a job well done. And there's no second guessing here. You guys and gals did what had to be done when it needed to be done. Congratulations. Yeah, did a great job. 
Uh, something else been hitting the news quite a bit here in the last couple weeks, uh, which is disgusting beyond belief. Actually, it's not beyond belief, but disgusting. And this uh, this water dousing of police officers around the country started in New York City. All right, so we got those three videos there. The first one is from, uh, I'm sure everybody's probably already seen it or at least have heard about it. It was NYPD uh, that's kind of set this uh, trend in motion across the country. The guy's getting buckets of water over their head. The second one was from Atlanta. Uh, that was obviously a, I'm not sure what the criteria was for the officer showing up, but there's no doubt was a planned and staged event that uh, worked rather well as far as getting the officer wet. Um, I'm not sure what the outcome of that whole thing was. Hopefully some people went to jail. And then uh, the last one was back in New York, and this has gotten so ridiculous and so to the point of emboldening uh these this criminal element or I don't even know if I want to call it a criminal element this ignorant element that we're going to videotape this why we're committing a crime throwing water on the police now I would like to see the last thing on that guy's video on his cell phone was his cell phone whizzing through the air as it gets knocked out of his hand by one of them officers but once again you got no reaction and they just stand there and let it happen and then we wonder why it keeps happening we've got to respond to these things and they've these officers have got to have somebody that's got their back above them. And obviously in these departments, they don't have anybody that has their back. The video is disturbing. An NYPD cop getting beamed in the head by a bucket. Cops were making an arrest when a bunch of young men started dousing them with water. Then someone launched the red bucket, hitting the officer. The humiliation was intense, but the cops carried on doing their job. Oh my God. That's not all. Another video in Brooklyn shows two cops getting drenched. Oh, they not stop it. Oh my God. Look what they do to this police officer. They walk away without so much as flinching as they are mercilessly mocked. Unbelievable. They're putting themselves out there and this is how they're treated. You know, these are law enforcement individuals. <laughs> and yet another video shocking America. A woman tries to get cops to help her as she's getting soaked by buckets of water. Going water is not a pleads for help, but the cops just stay put in their patrol car. The fact that the police officers did not make any arrests and just seem to accept the public humiliation is sparking serious questions about the state of law enforcement, not just in New York, but around the country. There's a total disrespect for law enforcement. NYPD Sergeant Joseph Imperatiz blamed the political climate. These officers don't want to be on the front page of the paper. With everything going on, police officers are afraid to take actions and it's going to get them hurt. You're saying these officers were afraid to retaliate here? In today's day and age in policing, there's got to be a line that's drawn. What should have been done is they should have been arrested. They should have put a stop to it. On social media, some commentators are comparing the videos to the notorious I Can't Breathe final moments of Eric Garner, who died after his arrest five years ago. I'm trying to figure out the reason for this outrage over NYPD being drenched with water, goes one comment. They still got to go home to see their families afterwards. Eric Garner didn't. We asked our followers on social media, did NYPD officers do the right thing by ignoring groups of people dousing them with water? 65% said yes, apparently believing the cops were de-escalating the situation. 35% said no, arrests should have been made. 
two New York State Assembly members will announce proposal and new legislation making it a felony to douse police officers with water. It comes as new video has emerged of another such incident in the city. CBS News' Alex Dennis here with more on this story for us. Alex? So, happened again this month, and now police are asking for your help. The video shows a suspect spraying water at officers while holding a phone, appearing to record video of the incident. You can see the gentleman here that they are looking for. The man seen here was tossing bottled water at two NYPD traffic enforcement agents in Queens. It happened last Wednesday at 86th Street and Jamaica Avenue in Woodhaven around 2.30 in the afternoon. This is not the first time police have dealt with this type of assault. Earlier this month, video surfaced showing people dousing police officers with water there as well. Lawmakers want to be clear. This crime could soon land you in prison. New legislation to be announced today by Assemblyman Mike LePetri and Michael Riley would make it a felony to throw or spray water or any other substance on an officer on duty. This charge would be punishable by up to four years in prison. You know, I've had a lot of people comment to me about this and, and, you know, it's kind of the same people that haven't been the police in the inner city. They're just shocked. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe that uh, the way these officers are being treated. Uh, it doesn't surprise me as far as getting stuff thrown on you. I've had things much worse than water thrown on me over the years, much, much worse. And what surprises me, though, is the reaction from the officers and the people that I'm really mad and irritated with when I see these videos coming out of New York. It's it's not necessarily the idiot that's dumping the water on the officer's head, but it's the officer's uh, administration and the political climate in that city that has got these guys, for lack of a better term, completely neutered to do anything in response to an attack like that. And when you just sit there and let somebody dump water over your head, you know, I'm just sitting there thinking if that would have been when any of us were working, if you did get something, you know, I've had beer thrown on me, Lord eggs, yeah, what have you. The people aren't hanging around laughing and having a big funny ha-ha. They're running because they know if we get our hands on them, they're going to get their ass kicked. They're going to go to jail. They're going to get charged, and this ain't going to be so funny. So the disgusting part was is that uh, you've emboldened the criminal element to the point that they can do whatever they feel like doing, and the citizenry, they got to wake up. If they're going to do this to police officers, what do you think they're going to do to you? And who are you going to call? It, you know, when the police show up and can't do their job and won't do their job because they're so intimidated, I think, by their brass and their politicians, they've, there well, is no flaw. Well, Dave, that's one of the biggest problems we have right now is because they know that if they do anything or if they say anything, that right now they're going to be called in, put on suspension. There's going to be a big old investigation because you can't do that to the public. What's wrong with you? You can't act like that. Now, you mentioned earlier that when we were officers, well, you know, we fall into that category of Neanderthals. And you Slow know, neck mouth breathers. You know that Neanderthals, oh, me strike, oh, me break in half. Yes, they know that. 
throw water on a police officer, fight with a police officer, there's going to be consequences to be had. And this is, nowadays, there is no consequences. They almost want to be the, go ahead, Jeff. Well, if you take this, what's going on, and it's a social media event. I mean, this thing, these things are orchestrated, they're recorded, they're put out for hit after hit online. And this is where I get upset with police administrations because they look at this and the first things they start thinking is, well, it's just water and it's not that bad. It's not this, it's not that. But then you turn around and you ask these same people, now there's a guy standing out there and he's got a rifle and he's walking through a crowd and he's shooting them. Now I want you to be a meat eater. Go get them. So you're asking these officers at one point. First off, the fact that these guys didn't react at all at first amazed me. But then it disgusted me because not at them. It's the situation they're working in. And they realize, if I do anything, I'm going to lose my job. And that is, there is no other way to say it. That's just a damn shame that these guys are more worried about their bosses not being able to take and protect their back because in this case you got a mayor de Blasio who just wants to sit here and and say, oh well no I, I again like I said before I support the police. No you don't. You don't support the police and then turn around and tell your children you have to be careful when you go out and deal with the police officer. No. What's your child doing? Okay. I would never even think of such a thing. And I know many people in all parts of society at all ed- economic levels they don't have that conversation. Okay, that was political bullshit. Right, and I, I have no doubt that if this hadn't got the outcry around the country that it did, uh, they probably wouldn't even have had a comment on it. They probably could give a rat's ass, to be quite honest with you. You know, this is what you get when you hire a bunch of type B personality passive people when you look for that for your police officers, and that's what you start hiring. This is what you get. Now, I'm not necessarily saying these officers, that's kind of people that they were, but uh, just as a person walking down the street and I get treated like this, I'm probably going to flip my lid, for lack of a better term. This isn't going to fly real well with me. Well, and then what goes on with this is then you have judges making their decisions of, well, it's okay to flip the police off, it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that. These are the same people if you tried to walk into a courthouse with a super soaker, a bucket of water, or anything else. <laughs> right. That's no longer protected speech. That will be a criminal act, and there will be a problem. If... One of these knuckleheads wanting to be any political office, if you show up and chuck a bucket of water on them, that's not going to be looked at and everybody's going to go, well, they have the right to do that. That's okay. But for some reason, as soon as you become a police officer, and let's remember, the police are the people that we put out there as the state to say, you're enforcing what society has decided our laws are. So these people are sitting here saying to society, you can go F yourself because we're more important than everybody else. What I believe is the only thing that matters because it's all about me. A very spoiled brat, narcissistic narcissistic view. And, you know, we all live in the same society here. We all live in, in the city or wherever we may live. I don't want to walk around with a bunch of assholes like this that are acting like a bunch of idiots with my family. You know, it just... I want the police to be the police. If that officer would have turned around, took his nightstick, and clobbered the guy with the bucket, and then just turned around and did what he's doing, I got no problem with that as a taxpayer. Forget the fact I was ever a policeman. I would expect an officer to do that, and I would applaud him if he did. 
because I guarantee you that shit would stop if that's how you reacted to if it. If you come running up like the one video and you come running up behind me with a bucket, first off, I have no idea what's in that bucket. Right. Because they're saying, well, it's just water. Well, is it? Where did the water come from? It come from your toilet? You know, that's going to be, and then people are going to be like, ah, it's disgusting. You shouldn't even, you have no idea what they're throwing. Is it bleach? You know, what is it? And then if this is okay, then what's next? Well, can we go ahead and start chucking water balloons at them as they're driving by? It's just water. You know, I mean, the fact that society doesn't understand. And then again, the politicians sitting here saying, well, we're going to make it a law that it's a felony. And I'm like, would you people please get over yourselves? Making a law changes nothing. These are societal issues that you're sitting here and you're not dealing with. You just want to go into a room, come up with a law, and go, look what we did. And the answer is, you didn't do a damn thing. It's all politics, and that that's the whole thing. We're going to make this a law to make it illegal. It's already illegal, you freaking jackass. You don't need to make it illegal. And it's just being exploited for political means there's nothing new there when it comes to these dirty politicians and and one of the videos you can see both officers their physical reaction and the way they tense up and they stomp off i'm like those guys are eating the inside of their mouths up because i know they want to go do police work and they're like nope can't do it can't do it and i'm like and then you turn like i say then you turn around and you give them the next thing the fact that they're so worried about their bosses sickens me. There is no other way to say it. That's it just when you don't sickens do, me. That's when you don't do your job and people get hurt that way. And this is why suicide rates are up with police. The exodus of people that are good cops sitting here saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. Because I'm not going to take that type of behavior. And then you have politicians saying we have to lower the standards for hiring people. I said, well, what knucklehead wants to take a job where you get to be the uh, guy? You don't even get to go sit in the little booth and have people pay a dollar to throw <laughs> right into the water. You can just walk up and do it. I'm like, it's fragging crazy. You know, I, I know our department, I was just talking, they had a test here not too long ago uh, for the police. And back 25 years ago, you would have six, 700 people, 800 people show up for this test. Yep. They had 90. And out of those, I want to say 30 or 40 passed. And we even go to the steps of holding their hands and calling them the morning of the test. And, hey, don't forget to come in. If you need a ride, we'll come get you. And, and they still had a number of them that didn't even show up to take the test. And I'm like, if you have to do all that, why do you want them? Well, because they fit a certain criteria or they're a female. or they're, And I'm like, that is not what you're doing. You're, you're looking for people who are self-motivated that are going to go out there and do the job. Because once you become a cop, this is the greatest thing about the job. You're in your squad car. You're the boss. You are the boss. You, get to, you know what the rules are. You know what the law is. Just go do your job. Those weren't officers that knew, hey, I get to go out and do my job. Those were officers who were sitting there saying, this job sucks because I can't do what I want to do. Right, absolutely. That, that, like I say, I, I wasn't surprised by uh, them guys getting water thrown at them. What I was surprised by was their reaction and the fact that their reaction was strictly based upon what's been pounded into their head from above. And, and where's the call for, hey, let's get a whole bunch of us here. We're going to have us a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. This is yeah gonna, I, and then people will be like, and again, and this is where I get mad at the public when you start hearing them say stuff like, 
well, you don't need to overreact to this. I said, okay, whatever job you have, even if you're a housewife sitting at home. I'm coming by and dump a bucket of water on you. You're in a store walking through trying to buy food, and I throw water on mm-hmm. you. And you're going to sit there and go, eh, it's just water. Right. You know, the whole thing, like you were saying earlier, it, the, we've had uh, court rulings here recently that you can flip the police off, you can cuss, you can carry on, what have you. And that doesn't even necessarily constitute a disorderly conduct arrest. You know, once again, we're all citizens. I don't want to go to the store, and because some group of people are idiots, or one person is an idiot that wants to run around using all kinds of foul language and, and, and throwing poo in the air and act like an idiot, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to listen to it, and it destroys the quality of life. It interferes with your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And last time I checked, we all had that according to our Constitution. You know, one thing, reading uh, some of the articles on this, and it didn't take long, uh, this uh, dousing with the water in New York. So one of these clowns that got arrested, Perez, got arrested. He got a, a court-appointed defender, an Alicia Work. And she thought it was just hard to believe. I guess there was a lot of damage to the police officer's equipment. She was just hard to believe in the price of the damage that was caused to the equipment. Obviously, she's an idiot. She hasn't bought a bulletproof, bulletproof vest or a taser lately. But um, she thought the bail was a little high for this guy. And sure enough, here we come. She decided all this was racism and uh, racist intentions. And I guarantee you that these officers, when this was going on, that since this crowd was, I think, predominantly black for sure, I don't know if they were all black, but predominantly black, that definitely played into how this was handled. Because in my opinion, they feel if they use force, you're going to have these uh, loudmouth idiots like this defender here, this Elisa Work, that's going to immediately play the race card. And even when the courts get this guy arrested, because she thinks the bail's too high, because she thinks that they shouldn't have to pay for damaging the equipment, she's she's once again playing the race card and and saying, "Oh my gosh, this is racist." We've got to get to the point in this country that race calling people racist doesn't mean anything anymore. We just got to ignore it. You're going to have the extremist out there that's that's the only card they got to play, that's the only card they got in their hand, and no matter how ridiculous of a notion it is, just expect it to get played, ignore it, and move on down the road. The race of the individual is irrelevant. Absolutely. Their action is the only thing they're being charged with. It doesn't sit there and say, well, the fine is this if you're a white guy and you throw water on a police officer, but it's this if you're a black guy and you throw water on a police officer. If you're Hispanic... Well, we have a different chart for you. And you notice you can't get an Asian into these groups. I mean, it's just I think really one of the officers is Asian, if I recall correctly. Could well be. Yeah. But, you know. But that doesn't matter what the race is of the officer because, you know, as we will be st- discussing later on in, in other parts of whether we shoot people based on our their skin color, our skin color and stuff, we're just blue. Right. Cops are just cops. and that, that Right. And here happens. we go again with that same mentality. It doesn't matter what the other person is doing. It's based on what the reactions of the officer is. If the officer does something, I'm a racist now. Now, the individual comes up, dump water on me, uh, ruins my equipment. I got to walk around wet all day long. But it's okay. He's just threw water on you. But then the moment I do something... Or he gets put in jail or whatever. What happens? Now we're all racist. 
Heck, just turn around and throw the water on the news media people and see how the coverage changes. <laughs> yeah, fry a couple of big cameras. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, if you one of those hundred thousand dollar cameras, right. <laughs> yeah, they would be like, "Well, this is absolutely how dare they." Yeah, the the bottom line is is we're not judging in the words of Martin Luther King. You know, we're not going to judge people by the color of their st- skin, but by the content of their character. And it's pretty obvious these people dumping buckets of water have no character content. You've been reading again. And, <laughs> And, you know, and that's that's why we, you know, we've just got to say, you just ignore this. The way I look at a lot of these, like this lady attorney here that wants to all of a sudden say this high bail is racism and all this nonsense coming from the left. And it just backs down these administrations. It makes them almost incapable of even trying to be a leader, even if they wanted to be. The politicians it just absolutely neuter, for lack of a better term, any type of leadership you have in your police department and other organizations. And you got to look at these extremists like this as kind of like the barking chihuahua. If you walk into the house and the chihuahua's barking and nipping at your heels and you let him intimidate you, yeah, you're going to back in the corner and try to appease him. But you know what? You can drop kick that little bastard across the room and he ain't going to bark and nip at you anymore. He'll sit on the couch and growl. Well, let him sit there and growl, whatever. But he's not going to hurt you. Well, and that's what I'm used to from back in our day. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been beat up by a guy walking away from me because <laughs> he was just going to whip all kinds of butt. I mean, but he always was going the other yeah, way. Going the other way. The guys walking at me saying those things, well, we danced and we had a good time. You know, we found out who was really going to whip what. Mm-hmm. You know, but now they would probably tell, well, I, I'm i not just a Neanderthal, I'm a dinosaur. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm really close you to You do look kind of like a T-Rex. Yeah, very <laughs> close. You got the little T-Rex arms. Yeah. You know, and you brought up something. How you handle this isn't with a bunch of of lawyers and politicians and all this trying to exploit it and, and beat their fist on the table and talk about how smart they are. How this should be handled is like you brought up, whether it was that day or maybe the next day. But you get 10, 15, 20 guys together. You go into that neighborhood. You stop every car that moves. You write every ticket that you can find. You make every arrest that you can, and you make everybody in the whole damn neighborhood that was part of this big ha-ha understand we are here. And, and we, we are have zero tolerance. We're not you know, going anywhere. That's right. You didn't use your turn signal. Your insurance card's expired. You got a cracked tail light. Whoops, you got a suspended driver's license. I'm going to impound your car. You can holler and hoot all you want. But we are here doing this zero tolerance because of the nonsense that happened in your neighborhood yesterday. And I suggest you get a hold of these assholes and do something about it. But the mere fact, like I say, while it's going on, these guys didn't call for help. I'm like, okay, that's a policy kind of thing because they must – really have been beat down to not think of I key up my radio and I say give me about three or four more units right here right now I would I would wonder if the guy's radio even worked after getting that one bucket of water on and his taser I'm sure shorted out you know you're supposed to get I'd be finding out yeah well according to this one lady though if this uh dude that dumped the water has to pay for the taser it's it's all it's all racism he shouldn't have to do that And speaking of racism, uh, there's been a study done, and this is going to be shocking. It does not appear that there is an epidemic of uh, racially motivated police shootings. So I'm not surprised to read that. I'm not surprised to see that. Uh, If you've been a policeman very long, if you've been involved in a shooting, as I have, the color of the person's skin is probably literally ranks right up there with the kind of socks they're wearing. It just doesn't matter. But uh, when it comes to the news media and it comes to politics, they just pick and choose the ones they want, and they're for sure going to pick and choose the ones that involve a 
usually a black person being shot, and that's the ones they're going to exploit. But um, the study recently done, and I'm trying to – who did the study? Was it Michigan? University of University Michigan. University of Maryland. At Maryland. Maryland, okay. Yeah, University of Maryland at College Park. And Michigan and, State. And Michigan State. Yeah, they found that uh, actually their numbers uh, from Maryland – they looked at 917 officer-involved fatal shootings in 2015 from 650 different police departments. 55% of the victims. Now, I'm not going to use victim. I don't even like saying victims. They ain't freaking victims if they were shot by the police. They They're were suspects. doing something, and they were suspects. So 55% of the suspects that were shot by the police were white. 27% were black. 19% were Hispanic. Uh, between 90 and 95% of the people shot by the officers were attacking the police or other citizens. 90% were armed with a weapon. So the so-called uh, threat that uh, we're, police are always shooting unarmed people and, you know, the, the poor kid walking home from grandma's leaving the ice cream social to buy Skittles or whatever the case may be and armed with a cell phone, that's a bunch of hooey. I'm not saying that something like that hasn't happened once in a while, but when you look at these in mass, that is a very, very rare occurrence. Unfortunately, those are about the only ones you usually hear of is the Unarmed. That, that's exactly the point. Those are the stories that right. the news media is going to sit here and put out and just drum it and drum it and drum it. So the misconception from the public is that's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. That's the and I'm like because you don't hear the news story of an officer went to a home invasion in progress. A guy jumped out of a window. He shot the officer. The officer shot him. Story's over. We're not going to tell you it again. You know, we told you one day about it, we're done with it. And then just the way they exploit these things, and even in our city a couple of years ago, uh, we had an incident in the city where a guy robbed the bank, ended up getting shot by the police, and he was armed. He was found that he had some mental uh, disabilities. Uh, he was still able to rob a bank, though, and that became this huge ordeal. He was a black kid. He ended up being this huge ordeal. There was protest and on and on and on on. And this is all racism. And this went on for months and months and months. And the same time frame, one of our suburbs, um, we had a this guy didn't rob a bank, but he had some mental disabilities and some issues. Uh, the sheriff's department was called, and the sheriff's department ended up having to shoot this kid and kill him. That hit the news, got a little publicity for a day or two, maybe a little bit in the paper, and done. And the other thing is, even the on the bank robber one, the supposed big groups and all the yelling and screaming, about 35 to 50 right. people, and they would come down to the police station, and the police station, the police were so racist that they, on one of them it was very hot, they opened the front door, they provided them with water and, you know, let them come into the air conditioning and stuff because we're just terrible. Yeah. I should like, mention the one that got very, didn't get much publicity or didn't get it for very long, any news coverage, the officer that shot the suspect, they were all white. And there was really nothing to exploit there, even though the, the kid did have some mental issues. But, yeah, you're right. Um, in our community, I'm not really sure when you hear these things in the news media that the uh, the uh, African-American community in our city is, is up in arms. And I don't know when I've, with last time, that the, our entire African-American community that consisted of 30 people, it's tens of thousands of African-American folks, not 30 people, but those are the ones that the news media wants to listen to. And it's always the same people. Right. And half of them are white if you watch the news coverage. They just they just want to get seen. They usually got purple hair and, and uh, I don't know, got picked on as a kid or something. I'm not sure what their problem is. Well, the other thing that the study comes out and shows is that the police officer, and again, this is never brought up by the press because it's just assumed. Well, if they bring up it was a black male shot, 
that it's a white officer. And I'm like, no. The off, who the officer is doesn't change in the study at all. He could be a white guy, a black guy. He could be a female. He can be any of those things. But just the blanket statement of police shoot unarmed black man. And I'm like, okay. And then you start to look into the story to find out, well, he was unarmed after he got shot and dropped the gun. Well, yes, he's now unarmed. You're correct. Well, some of the stats that this study came up with, uh, specifically looking at the in 2015 at the Philadelphia Police Department, they found that uh, black officers were 67% more likely than white officers to mistakenly shoot an unarmed black suspect. Hispanic officers were 145% more likely than white officers to mistakenly shoot an unarmed black suspect. So, you know, once again, it, it doesn't matter on race. Mistakes can happen, but that's not the vast majority of officer-involved shootings. It's, it's not a mistake. It's the bad guy getting shot and getting killed, and that's that's what happens when you play cops and robbers. Exactly. And, and most, they superficially talk about black-on-black crime. If you look at a city like Chicago, okay, the number of people the officers shoot is diminished greatly by the number of people who get shot on a weekend, you know, in Chicago, and it's black-on-black crime. But there's no racism there. There's no problem there. It's just ignored. It's not important because these people are only important. The lower economic folks are only important when there's a politician, a news person. Somebody is going to make their name by bringing up something that happened to them. The rest of the time, they don't care what happens to them. They don't go out of their way. They don't go down in those areas and try to make sure that people are getting food, that there's electricity and, and power being supplied to their house in the middle of a Chicago winter. None of those things get done. But you let something happen where now there's a way to make a politician be able to jump on it and say, look at me, look what I'm doing for you. Or the other thing that I see going on a great deal is there are particular black folks that make a great deal of money by selling all their time making issues about things about if you do this and this company hires my relative, then we'll quit picketing you and everything will go away. We'll I think it fine. was the problem profiteers that we brought up uh, yes. during one of our other shows. It was and I don't even want to say their names. They're, they're just, yeah. they know who they are. People know who they are. Problem profiteers. Yeah. Coined by Booker T. Washington. Washington? Uh, Washington. Yeah, Washington. There's no R. Okay, no R. Coined by Booker T. Washington. In 1911, problem sorry, profiteers. Sorry he saw it coming. He predicted the future. He's a smart man. Yep. We should listen to him much more. If you do read any of his stuff out there, he's got some pretty good stuff. And and the whole mentality of you know, if you're involved in a shooting, and folks don't understand this, by the time you get there, find out what's going on, see what's going on in front of you, make the decision you have to shoot and shoot. That all took less than two seconds. Right. So. Adding the equation of, I got to check and see what color skin the person is. I don't have time for that. The thing I noticed in my shooting was, that's a gun. Right. And, it, and it went off in my direction. And I didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. I couldn't have told you anything other than that gun was in a brown gloved hand and was aimed my way. And I was like, follow the arm to the body, pull the trigger, good to go. Yeah, I think the only color I remember in my shooting was the uh, the flash, the orange flash of the uh, gunpowder going coming out of the and good God, barrel isn't that of the gun. Big. Oh yeah, 
Especially when it's right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Did it hit me? <laughs> he couldn't have missed. He must have missed. Boy, he's a horrible shot. But, but yeah, it, it it's, you know, this is no news to anybody that's been a policeman more than a cup of coffee that, uh, no, we don't shoot people because of the color of their skin. We shoot people because they're involved in criminal activity and they're a immediate threat to either us or someone else. That's why we shoot people. And what's also important is these f- people need to understand these studies are being done by academic America. Okay. Not exactly the highest pro police group out there. And a number of these studies were done over the last few years where they walked in with the preconceived notion of we're going to prove this is going on only to have it come back and say, we can't prove it because it's not true. And they've had to write things and say it. And then when you have groups like Black Lives Matter and stuff, and they have this information, and they know what the truth is, but it doesn't matter. Because all I got to do is say something. And, you know, you have politicians bring this. Well, is there a perception of this? Even if the perception is wrong. And I'm like, if a perception is wrong, how the hell do I handle that? I mean, why would I waste a great deal of time or energy on that other than to go to the people who are intentionally given a wrong perception and say they're lying to you? Right. Here's the facts. That's the key right there. Why is the perception wrong? Because you lied to these people and you've been lying to them for decades. And we don't even say the word lie anymore. It was a misrepresentation or you misunderstood. No, you're just a liar. I think misremembered has been used before. That was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was a famous quote. That was a famous quote in RPD. All right. Well, anyhow, I guess we're not as racist as what uh, what everybody thought we were. No, we are. We still are. I mean, that's just. Which pencil you talk to? I believe it. Yeah, I knew you would. (laughs) Well, that'll do it for this episode of Cop Talk America. We are back in action. We have been off for a few weeks with some vacations and stuff this summer. Everybody needs a little bit of time off. But we are back in the saddle, and we're going to be a hard charge in this thing because there is a lot going on when it comes to Cop Talk in this wonderful country. So catch us out there on iTunes, Google Tunes, Twitter, or just go to our website. Click on one of the the icons there and uh, listen to all of our programs. We've got a lot of them on there. And remember, we only care about the truth.